Welcome back, listener, to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. Before we do anything, let me urge you once again, as I always do, to like and subscribe to the show. If you're listening to us and you're one of the many who listen every single week, who listen faithfully, but for some reason have not subscribed, let me convince you now to accept your birthright and your blessing and subscribe so that you may inherit a new episode of the podcast every Tuesday morning as we discuss another 30 minutes of the biblical narrative. This week, we are indeed discussing the biblical narrative for around 30 minutes, but something unprecedented is happening among <laughs> us today, all three of us. We are, we, we're going to go back on what we said we were going to do. We Last week, we told you that we were going to be in um, 27 for old, Mm-hmm. For for another couple episodes, but for the first time, perhaps ever in the podcast's three year history, we are actually uh, not going to be spending more time in the on those uh, verses. We're actually just going to go ahead and move forward. So never let it be said that we that we linger too long in a passage. We're actually just going deciding to go ahead and well, it's already it's already been said. Shout out to my brother. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And, so, and he, he's uh, he's rolling his eyes, and he's like that one time. Um, so it counts. It counts. So, sorry, hey, sorry, Nathan's brother. Hey, if if you miss the blessing, that's a big deal. Like in Genesis twenty-seven, <laughs> is all I'm saying. Mm. Oh, that's funny. Those those words those words can't be taken back. Is all I'm saying. Well, you, you know, sometimes uh, we are very quickly approaching um, our, the thir- three year anniversary of the podcast. Uh, we released, I think, like mid-October of 2020, and in all that time, we are still just in chapter 27. Right. So, uh, well, how, how did think... we say it off air? Uh, we, we've come a long way. We just haven't, but we've not very gone far. very far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then at the same time, we have gone over like 4,000 years of history. Yeah, I loved your perspective. It made me feel more accomplished. <laughs> Matt's Matt's that uh, glass half full kind of guy. He is, or four thousand, mm. two thousand, whatever you want to call it. You know, depending on Matt. Let, you you're getting dangerous, Matt. Let's That's let's right. be careful. <laughs> All right. So speaking of being careful, uh, what are we talking about today? We're well, skipping. We're all talking the way down. Yeah, well, we're not really skipping. We're just kind of moving forward. We said we were going to take two episodes to talk about the blessing of Jacob, and we're just going to go ahead and skip to the blessing of Esau, and then we may reflect back on a little bit of Jacob. There's a couple things we didn't talk about, but essentially we're going to read verses 30 through the end of the chapter. So believe it or not, wow, it's hard to believe. We might actually get through 27, at least uh, scripture-wise today, um, maybe not reflection-wise. So, verse 30 through the end of the chapter. All right. Um, I'll go ahead and I'll read for us today. That sounds great. All right. This is Genesis 27, 30, all the way down to the end of the chapter in verse 46, as always, from the ESV. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, when Jacob had uh, scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, his father, Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. He also prepared delicious food and brought it to his father. And he said to his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's game, that you may bless me. His father Isaac said to him, Who are you? He answered, I am your son, your firstborn Esau. 
Then Isaac trembled very violently and said to him, Who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? And I ate it all before you came, and I have blessed him. Yes, he shall be blessed. As soon as Esau heard the words of his father, he cried out an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, bless me even me also, O my father. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully, and he has taken away your blessing. Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has cheated me these two times. He took away my birthright, and behold, now he has taken away my blessing. Then he said, Have you not reserved a blessing for me? Isaac answered and said to Esau, Behold, I have made him lord over you and all his brothers. I have given to him for servants, with, and with grain and wine I have sustained him. What then can I do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, Have you but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then Isaac his father answered and said to him, Behold, away from the fatness of the earth shall your dwelling be, and away from the dew of heaven on high. By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you shall break his yoke from your neck. Now Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing which his father had blessed him. And Esau said to himself, The days of mourning for my father are approaching. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. But the words of Esau, her, old, her older son, were told to Rebekah. So she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, Behold, your brother Esau comforts himself about planning to kill you. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice, arise, flee to Laban, my my brother in Haran, and stay with him a while until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger turns away from you and he forgets what you've done to him. Then I will send, then I will send and bring you from there. Why should I be bereft of you both in one day? Then Rebekah said to Isaac, I loathe my life because of the Hittite woman. If Jacob marries one of the Hittite women like these, one of these women of the land what good then will my life be to me mm. so much drama there's a lot there too <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't i don't mean this irreverent at all i really don't but sometimes when you're reading an extended portion of biblical narrative i wish i had a sound effects machine <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what sound effect would you insert nathan i mean there's so many like you started reading uh, and you can almost, I mean, it almost feels like a stage play. As soon as Jacob exits stage left, here comes Esau stage right. I've got your dinner, dad. You know, wah, wah, you know. it's uh, almost like a sitcom. Like he exited one side of the set and then Esau comes in immediately after. That's it, man. Mm. So, all right. Before so what we do you get see happening? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, before we get into whatever, you know the actual scholars have planned for this episode. I have an observation. I see here that um, in verse 34, he uh, Esau lets out a, an exceedingly great and bitter cry. And I thought that it was ironic that now it's Esau's turn to be bitter, for his life to be bitter. Oh, yeah, that is interesting. Oh, yeah, and, it, so, and it's the same It's the same Mara. Uh, how about that? Never talking about so, that. Yeah. It all comes around. Yeah, so one of the things is that when we talked in this about previous in previous weeks, we talked about how God said before the twins were even born, the older shall serve the younger. 
Um, now, here's a question, Nathan. Was that prescriptive or descriptive? Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what a great answer. Do you understand what I'm saying, Gandalf? <laughs> he, he's saying, it, was that God saying, this is what needs to happen? Or is this God, this God saying, this is what's going to happen? And the yeah. answer to that is yes. Yes. It, yeah. So, in fact, I don't know. So, there have been problem passages. If I don't that, speak for the rest of the episode, it's because my mind is stuck in Romans 9 through 11. But go ahead. <laughs> so, there have been problem passages that people have brought to me as a pastor. Like, hey... Uh, I really need help understanding this one, Pastor. This one bothers me. At least three of those passages come out of the book of Hebrews alone. I'm I'm talking through the years. This is the one that probably people, careful readers of the New Testament, they've brought to me the most more than any other. And it was Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 16. And it says, essentially, see to it that no one is sexually immoral or unholy like Esau, who sold his birthright for a single meal. Verse 17, for you know that afterward, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears. Now, the reason... This verse or these couple of verses have brought so much trouble into the lives of the people that I have had the privilege of being a pastor to is because they read verse 17 in this way, that Esau did not, was not able to obtain repentance because it was not granted to him, even though he sought repentance with tears. And the people that have read this find it discouraging because they see it as a, how do I know that my repentance is real, genuine repentance and not just a bunch of tears? And this is why reading the Old Testament story is so important, because the story we read today shows very clearly Esau never repented at this part of the story. And he never sought repentance with tears. Esau sought the blessing. This is what he was crying over. He never found opportunity to repent. He wasn't weeping because God wouldn't let him repent. He was weeping because he could not receive the blessing. He was not weeping because he wasn't able to repent. And that is a huge, huge difference when huge you look at that passage. Yeah. Huge distinction. And what's also interesting is the writer of Hebrews is not emphasizing, well, hey, before the twins were born, this is, God said the older will serve the younger. The writer of Hebrews says, listen, Esau didn't get the blessing because you know what? Esau didn't repent. He puts it all in Esau's court. So it goes back to what you were saying, Nathan, when I asked, is this descriptive or prescriptive? And you say both. Yeah, and it is interesting too how the um you know, Esau Esau's takeaway when these events transpire is twice my brother has cheated me. 
right? Mm. Yeah. Um, Even though uh, that's not what happened. Well, well right. is he named? <laughs> well, is he named Jacob Deceiver for twice, right? Um, but that's that's not what happened, right? And, and for the author. For the author of Hebrews, I, I do think it's interesting. Even though you have two events, a lot of times they're treated as one event. Um, right. The same the same Esau who actively sells his birthright is the Esau who cannot regain his blessing. Um, okay. th- there's there's do some, you know ooh, that? Uh, go ahead, Nick. Uh, yeah. Uh, and and what I what I want to hit on real quick is mm-hmm. this is in a context of sexual immorality and unholiness, like Esau in verse sixteen. We Ooh. off the top of our mind, nothing goes to that. Like, what is his sexual immorality? What's his unholiness? Mm. What would that be from the Old Testament narrative? It comes up in this story and the one before it. It's marrying those women of the land. Ding, mm. ding, ding. Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I'm like. Rachel is, I mean, uh, I mean, excuse me, Rebecca's kind of the puppet master of this whole story in the background. Um, Esau marries these women. They make, they make life bitter for his mother. So his mother conspires with his brother in a plot that robs him of his blessing. And Gandalf picked this up because I had completely overlooked it. He cries out with a loud and bitter cry. Like Mara is repeated. Like that is that has got to be on purpose, and then the story ends with Rebecca fle- reflecting to herself, "We can't let Jacob marry this sort of woman." So, so the and sexual so e- immorality e- is Esau marrying people he has no business marrying. I mean, can you think of another example? No, no, I think you're absolutely on point, and I think that that is a very heavy thing to consider. But in, in other words, right in that. other words, we're we're tempted to disentangle that he marries these, and then Jacob steals his blessing. Both narratively, the fact that uh, his his marriage choice and Rebecca's Rebecca's hopes concerning Jacob's marriage choice in Genesis those frame this story about the blessing. And in Hebrews, it puts those three those three things are listed in sequence back to back as if they cannot be disentangled: uh, sexual immorality and unholiness. Uh, selling his birthright and losing his blessing and not having a chance to undo it. Mm. Uh, right. And, and and taking no chance to undo it. Because one of the things that we see in this story is that at no point, because uh, Gandalf, didn't you just say this about how Esau is blaming here the whole thing yes. happening on Jacob? Like this is twice he twice he has deceived me. That shows no no repentant heart whatsoever. <laughs> he he. This is my brother's recognize. fault. The yeah, first time was my brother's fault. Yeah, <laughs> he is the is the instigator and in all. Of, like he's the progenitor of all of this, right? He doesn't he, even recognize it. He's, I he hear the, I hear this in the voice of Michael Scott. I understand nothing. <laughs> do, do, do you know that meme where the guy is riding his bike and then he sticks uh, like a broom through his own spokes and when he falls over he's like why would they do this to me oh. that's that that's Esau here yeah man he's yeah, inadvertently sabotaged this is, himself and this also part of repentance is being able to take an honest look at yourself 
certainly it's an honest look at God and understanding mm-hmm. that he receives penitent people. But you first have to, there has to be some honest reflection on what you have done. And if all I can see is my brother's offense, then I can't see me. And man, I'm thinking about words of Jesus here. Uh, You're worried about the speck in your brother's eye. Remove the plank in your own. Well, Uh, and again, uh, the, the sibling rivalry thing that we've talked about, for for Esau in Genesis, um, Jacob is the only moral agent. Like that's that's the wordplay. Um, is he not rightly named Yaakov? For he has Yaakoved me these two times. He took away. There is that Lakak, right? Um, right. Um, and but but in in the perspective of the actual story, every single character, Rebecca has a role in the story. Isaac and y'all's discussion of his love of red meat, go get me some game. Isaac has a role in his story. I mean, this is like the murder on the Orient Express. Everyone is involved. <laughs> it's so true. But for, but through the unrepentant lenses of Esau, because the blessing didn't go to his mom, blessing didn't go to his dad, blessing went to his brother, his little brother, that's the one who gets the blame. In fact, um, the only really the only moment of repentance that I see in this story is not Rebecca, not Jacob, certainly not Esau. It's Isaac. It is actually, it's Isaac. Yeah, yeah, it's quick too. Like he immediately realizes what's going down. Verse thirty-three: yeah. Isaac trembled very violently and said, "And Who this is was it this in wor- the hunted this, game?" Yeah, this word for trembled is big game. too. Oh yeah, yeah. Tell us what it means. Yeah, we're we're talking about this. Yeah, trembled is karath, and this is the word. It's used a couple times in the Bible. The first example that comes to my mind is when God's presence dwells on Mount Sinai. It says that those who were in the camp at the base of the mountain, first they shake, and then the mountain itself shakes. Uh, It it trembles, right? Um, So so if we're reading reading, uh, or experiencing the Genesis story, or hearing the Genesis story while we're experiencing the Exodus, when you talk about trembling, I'm thinking of what I have experienced at the mountain of Sinai. So this is instance, shaking you. This, this is shaking you too. And that's, that's the irony, isn't it? Like you, you said that Isaac is the only somewhat repentant person in this passage. It's because more than anyone as the person who's already received the blessing, the gravity of what has happened is not lost on Isaac. Esau, even though he's just missed out on something, is not repentant because even though he knows he's lost something, he still doesn't get the gravity of it. Doesn't get the gravity um, and is still blaming everyone else. And also, there is the, bless me, oh my father. No, where does he say? And Oh, verse 33. And I have blessed him. Yes, he shall be blessed. I think this is a demonstration here that Isaac has come full cir- circle here. He has, so to speak, been awakened from his meat and wine-induced stupor that have been there for, you know, quite a few years. Uh, Not so much the wine, but at least the love of red meat. Like, we have seen this picture of Isaac painted as just someone who's just very sensual in the sense of he loves red meat. He's just, he's concerned about the here and the now. But this is the wake-up call for him. And 
Isaac responds in a repentant fashion. Well, and but and 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 it's not just um not just repentant. I would say realization too, because the you yeah. know we keep going back to the red meat and and the sensual thing. Um, but when is the first time that the red meat thing is brought into play? It's right after it's, this is all in the passage of Genesis 25, uh, oh, 19 yeah. through 28. And, and you have in verse 23, and the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb and two peoples from within you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other. The older shall serve the younger. Um, and then just a few verses after that. When the boys grew up, Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, while Jacob was into husbandry. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a mad thing. Uh, while Jacob was a quiet man dwelling in tents. Animal I, husbandry. That's right. That's right. Yeah, no, no. I didn't mean anything nefarious by that. No. Uh, uh, and horticulture. Um, Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebecca loved Jacob. And you see, you see all of that. It's precisely in the context of being duped by meat yeah. that Isaac comes to hear what God was saying two chapters earlier. Uh, and I, you know, for Isaac, this is a very serious thing. This is not, Hey, I have one of the, this is not Oprah. You get a blessing. You get a blessing. Everyone look under your seat. There's a blessing. No, this is, I gave this to your brother and I don't, I no longer have it to give it to you. Um, yeah. Because, because when, when Esau can't get the blessing, he still wants a blessing. Didn't you save something for me? You know, have you only one blessing, my father? Please bless me, even me also, oh, my father. Uh, and then, man, Esau ends up weeping. Yeah, so um, also, in incidentally, speaking about that blessing, behold, away from the fatness of the earth shall your dwelling be. What does that echo back to? Eden. Yeah, Eden, Cain, away from the dew of heaven on high. Well, I think of I even think of the I think of the fatty portions of Cain and uh, Abel's offerings. Uh well mm -hmm. Abel's offering. Um the fatness. Um the but I, I hear a lot of I hear a lot of uh I, I hear Abraham and Lot in this. One is gonna dwell, one is one has a portion in the land of promise and the other does not. Yeah. Uh, Gandalf, other reflections you have on this? It, it, it kind of reminds, I know this may be out of left field, but it kind of, have you guys ever heard of like the legend of the monkey's paw? Uh, yeah, I think we've talked about it. On yeah, the, we've uh, talked okay. about the monkey's yeah. paw. Go, go back into it. It's been a while. Well, basically the, the fable, right? That you can, you can make a wish on the monkey's paw, but it always comes in a way that you don't expect. You get, like, you get exactly what you asked for, but never what you wanted. And in some versions, it gives you a prophecy, but it's always in a way that you didn't it didn't expect it, or no matter what you do, it's going to come true. That's it kind of reminds me of what's happening here. Like, right. Even though it was not the intention of Isaac, it still happened exactly the way God was God told him it was going to happen. Like they it was it was never going to be an escape from it. Uh, Esau was always going to be. But not in a, but not in a puppet master pull the strings way a. Everyone in this story is a responsible human agent. They're culpable for their yeah. own. You know what I'm saying? God doesn't um, need to pull the strings. They just did. They just did it um, on their own. So I mean, yeah. Uh, and I do think it's you know we've talked a lot about going back and, and we we were so torn on whether to stay in uh, the last passage for another 
um, episode because there were so many things like Matt, you talked about the voice, um, mm-hmm. you know, all the voice stuff and, and that looks backwards and forwards and reader look into that. I mean, listener look into that for yourself. Cause there's some fun stuff there. Um, or hey, at least fun. What? One of the things, and we may pick it up on their next episode cause it's leaning into, uh, where the story is going. But one of the things that I love about, like, for instance, reading Hebrews 12, like we did earlier, is you're reading how a New Testament author, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is interpreting the story for you. At the end of this chapter, what does Rebecca do to make sure Jacob does not commit this error? She is going to, well, it's the beginning of the next chapter. Essentially, yeah, she sends him away. She sends him away to find a wife not like these women. And it, it's a two and birds I, with one he, stone. If 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 he's not here, he can't marry one of these women, and his brother can't kill him. But his but brother. Let, let let me double down on that, Matt, because I, I told you we keep hearing Genesis three, Genesis four language in this, right? Esau, you don't get this land. Jacob is going to be temporarily exiled from his land. Esau doesn't have a place in it. Like there's a lot there. Yeah. There's a lot there. I like that. But also to your point that the end of chapter 27, and it's also the end of chapter 26, we are told that the major problem here is Esau married the wrong people. Like this is, this is the problem. Irony. How, how is Jacob going to be deceived just a few chapters over? (laughs) <laughs> this is true. What well, goes around the wrong around. wife, <laughs> and also just, but just less letting the narrative speak. This man, that's why I love this podcast. Is that the narrative really seems to be suggesting Esau's biggest problem was not Jacob. Esau's biggest problem was marrying women that he had no business marrying, and so much so that he perceives that and goes and marries another one in the next chapter. Where, where? He doubles down. Cue your Bible reading sound effects machine. Right. <laughs> Man. Congratulations. You just played yourself. We've used right. that too, but that's okay. Yep. <laughs> well, but it's, and it's just There's also, nothing I'm, new under the sun or on the Better Than Fiction Bible book. <laughs> Man, I, seriously, though, and thinking about at least half a dozen conversations through the years in Hebrews 12, which talks about Esau. In fact, I was reading uh, John Bunyan's biography, and uh, John Bunyan goes on about this and struggling with this verse, um, because he was interpreting it in Hebrews chapter twelve and or it's, yeah, chapter twelve and verse seventeen is that God did not allow Esau to repent, even though Esau wanted to, and Genesis just doesn't tell that story. Yeah. Well, and, and let me like going back to the marriage thing, because again, and I, I know we need to wrap up, but this is something that keeps coming up. You've, you've heard me. I know I've talked about this before. What's the first thing Solomon does as king? Yeah. Marries he marries, marries the daughter of Pharaoh. And right after that, where does he get all these other wives from? Moabite, Ammonite. They're the women of the land, the same women that Esau shouldn't have married. And by the way, where did he get that example from? He got it from his dad. And who did his dad marry that he shouldn't have married? 
the wife of Uriah, dot, dot, the dot, Hittite. the Hittite. There it is. Mm. Wah, 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 wah. By the way, Bathsheba is involved in who gets David's blessing. <laughs> the same way that Rebecca is involved in who gets Isaac. So it just goes, it goes round and round. It's like poetry. It rhymes. There it is. Thank you so much for saying it. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Th- thank you. Thank you, George Lucas. And thank you, listener, for subscribing to the Better Than Fiction Bible podcast. Like I know you definitely have. I know that you definitely have not reached the end of this episode and have left the follow button on Apple Podcasts unchecked. So please take a moment, do that. Whatever that looks like on your platform of choice, it's a heart on uh, Apple Podcast or it's a heart on Google Podcasts and on Spotify, it's a plus mark. That way you'll receive notifications every Tuesday morning and we get to spread the podcast a little bit farther because you told those platforms that this is worthwhile content. So we will be back next Tuesday. Who knows where we'll be? Maybe we'll skip a few chapters. I don't know. Maybe we'll skip. Maybe we'll go down to Exodus finally. Probably not. We've been threatening to for. Yeah, probably not. We're pro- just like the characters in these story. We're probably going to stick to our patterns and our C- archetypes. Circle on back and continue, yeah. and continue to do what we have always done. But until then, you have a good week. See you next time. Shalom. All right, stopping. Almost exactly 30 minutes.